welcome back to the Eat Me in St. Louis podcast. Your new Lou food review. I am Nick, and this is my co-host and Pokemon trainer, Travis. <laughs> I was wondering if we were even going to bring that up in the episode. I love that we brought it up in the introductions yeah, to the episode. I was just going to go ahead and put in a counter for how many times you make Pokemon jokes. <laughs> Today we are talking about Poke. Specifically Lemon Shark, but Lemon Shark actually sent us into a Pokey exploration across St. Louis. Yeah, so this is something that I kind of wish that we had um, had a chance to get in with some of the other restaurants that are locally owned. But uh, Lemon Shark is a new restaurant here that's part of a larger chain. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, so this was a good opportunity for us to talk about it. Before we do that, I wanted to read a couple of comments that we got. That Ooh, On this episode that we're recording right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't care for the Pokemon joke. <laughs> We're doing this in real time right now. Yeah. Uh, the first one is from Dotch05, and they say, Pub Theory, those for whom Americans are most likely to have a beer with will get elected. I think that is like defining what Pub Theory is. Oh, okay. You're, you're familiar with like, this idea? Did you do a political episode without me? <laughs> <laughs> well, if this theory applies to food reviewer podcast hosts... Nick and Travis are deemed for success in the podcast world. <laughs> uh, their friendly banter coupled with their enthusiasm for food without being pretentious food snobs is refreshing for those of us in the first standard deviation of food appreciation. Thank you. Well, we're, we're also typically having a beer while we record this podcast, so maybe that's why we seem like guys you could have a beer with. Yeah, and also, you can have a beer with us. Just ask. <laughs> we have a third chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They went on to say, I look forward to future episodes. One small suggestion would be to provide a hint at price range of your experiences. That is a great suggestion. Oh, yeah, totally. I think, think that's something that we've meant to do, but maybe don't always hit it. So we will try to make that a important part. Then we had another comment from Drew who said, I enjoyed Travis giving Nick a hard time for saying, I like good food. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, of all the things you've said, uh, it, it was more of the fact that you acted like it was this deep insight. Is like, well, I like good food. Well, then Drew goes on to say, especially because an episode or two ago, Travis voiced the courageous statement, I like flavor. <laughs> so there you go. The lines are drawn. <laughs> Hit us on Twitter. If, uh, if you're a fan of good food, hashtag I like good food. If you like flavor, I like flavor. I don't know. I go out to eat with my parents sometimes, and they're like, oh, this is so spicy. And it's like, Mom, that's the bread. <laughs> <laughs> so some people, you know, All flavor right. might be a little too much for them. So let's talk about poke. Poke has been a like booming craze. I read somewhere that in between, I think, 2014 and 16, the number of Hawaiian restaurants doubled in America. And when we're talking about poke, this is a dish that is from Hawaii, and I think the essential components of it are just that it's cubed raw fish. Oh. I was wondering, because, you know, as we said at the top of the episode, we are exploring a few different poke places in this episode. Mm -hmm. And the one that kind of stands out to me is Black Market Eats. Uh, they are kind of wraps. So, well, they... or at least they are wrap forward. 
They're wrapped forward. They uh, <laughs> they have bowls also, but then they also like advertise. They call them sushi burritos, I believe. Mm. Uh, a little bit of the history of poke. They think it basically comes from the original Polynesians in Hawaii before the Western settlers came in. But they used to eat raw reef fish, and they'd season it with sea salt and seaweed and combine it with crushed candle nut. And it wasn't until the 1960s that it actually got the name poke. What is a candle nut? You've seen candles, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get a quick interjection from Francie for that. Candle nuts are cream-colored, soft, oily seeds, similar in flavor to macadamias. Warning, they're toxic when raw. But um, in the 60s, that's when it actually got its name. And poke just means uh, to cut crosswise into pieces. And that was also when they replaced the reef fish, which is kind of like a grayish, dull color, with tuna, which is a lot brighter and has more flavor. You'd like it. So, <laughs> so a reef fish is like a type of fish. It's not like I, – I didn't know if that meant just like the habitat, like the, a, a fish that lives in a reef. I think so. <laughs> I like how you did all this research, and then you're like, I think that's what it is. I can't research everything. But... <laughs> so in the 60s, they started marinating it with soy sauce and sesame oil and mixing it in with onion. I don't know if rice has always been a thing or when that came along, uh, but it is definitely a big part of it today. Yeah, I was about to say, almost every place that we... Well, every place that we went, it seemed like rice was the foundation. Like, if you would have asked me, you know... Give me three components of poke. I would I would have mentioned rice. Yeah. So what's the third one? Uh, rice, fish, and um, soy sauce. <laughs> Other stuff. <laughs> so I, I want to interject real fast here. That I saw a Reddit comment or thread that was about poke, and it was in the Hawaiian subreddit, and they were mocking a post from another subreddit because they were calling their food poke, and it had baked salmon in it. And this was hilarious to them because it's not raw and these idiots are calling it poke. <laughs> and I think that's going to be something that we, we should talk about here. Cause man, if you think that's not poke, wait till you hear what I ordered the first. Time. <laughs> yeah. And like, Hey, have you seen what Americans have done to tacos? Like Hawaiians, you've got a long road ahead of you. <laughs> We're going to do some strange things to poke. Until poke is served in a Doritos bowl, we have not gone yeah. too far. <laughs> so one of the big uh, moments is in 1991, Chef Sam Choi started a poke contest in Hawaii where people from all across the state would come and show off their skills. And part of it was to show how inventive they can be with it. And so, you know, it's weird how these things like there's a point where tradition starts to move on and then people will kind of resent other people doing it differently whether or not that's because it's a feeling of being appropriated or if they're just purists i don't know sure but then yeah i mentioned this poke explosion going on around 2014 to 2016 and now three years later, yes. <laughs> it's come to St. Louis. <laughs> well, it was in 2017 that we got our first poke restaurant, which is... <sighs> I can't wait to hear what you're about to say. Well, it's called Pokey Doki. Another thing about this is we looked into the pronunciation of it, and I found most people were saying either poke or poka. 
And so this place called Pokey Doki, I don't know if I'm supposed to be calling it Poke Doke. Poke Doke, Travis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with Pokey Doki. Okay. They started in October of 2017 and claimed to be the first restaurant in St. Louis. I looked up Black Market Eats and they also started in October 2017. So I don't know if it was a matter of days or what. But Well, Poke Doke opens at 11, where Black Market Eats only opens at 12. That's so probably... Same day. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hero Poke is another one that is downtown on Broadway that was open in 2018. And then this year, in July, I believe, Lemon Shark opened. Okay. So I've been to three of those four Poke places. So I'm... At seventy five percent knowledge of St. Louis bouquet. Well, you also have a couple of other ones. There's <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> if you want to stretch out into the county a little bit more, there's Poke Munch, there's Ipoke, and there's Kamikaze. Which okay, Kamikaze is a a weird word that we have turned into this fun thing, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have Kamikaze rolls and people, you know, so. That's one thing. But then the other thing is that poke isn't Japanese. It's Hawaiian. <laughs> and that that brings up a whole nother thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. For, for my purposes, I'm sticking with the ones in St. Louis proper. Yeah. So, we, yeah, I, we've each tried Poke Doki, Black Market, and Lemon Shark. But we're primarily talking about Lemon Shark here today. Lemon Shark was founded by Toby Miller and Richard Gottlieb. And interesting, Toby was a founding member of the Wallflowers. Did you know that? What? Yeah. No way. Yeah, he was a guitarist. Um, And then Richard, his friend, they've been friends since they were third grade or something like that. He was a driver of Big Red, which was a record-setting hot rod for a while. Two interesting characters. Uh, (laughs) They would take family vacations together uh, from when they were 11, I think, to Hawaii. And so this has kind of been a part of their life. And later in their lives, they decided to go in on this restaurant together. Um, And this is Poke Doke. This is Lemon Shark. Lemon Shark. Okay. Yeah. Just want to get our Poke straight. Yeah. The first one they opened was in California in 2016, and they started franchising the very next year. And... Uh, at this point, they have 21 locations in 10 different states and 60 more in development. So this is becoming a thing very fast. I thought this was interesting. Toby Miller said that big changes pretend to big results. Before Poke, I had a different concept, a gourmet hot dog concept, which we talked about hey, hot yeah. dogs last week. He went on, basically, I couldn't get the concept to work. I cataloged about 120 changes that I made, tweaks to the menu, the pricing, the toppings, And with every tweak and every change, I'd get marginal, if any, results. It wasn't until I changed the whole concept that I saw a different result. So overnight, I changed my concept to poke. (laughs) I just love if that was like it gradually got there, like it started as hot dogs. And then it's like, but what if instead of all beef hot dogs, we put raw salmon on there? (laughs) And instead of a bun, we did a bowl? And just like gradually over yeah. time, and he wondered why it wasn't working when you went in, and it was like, uh, yeah, you can get it all beef frank with soy sauce and a bed of rice. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Richard's next to him like, Toby, that's a poke bowl. And he's like, no, it's a hot dog. <laughs> no, it's just a weird hot dog. <laughs> um, But yeah, he said, and within days I saw a 
triple, quadruple the sales. That was a lesson to me. I also love this from the perspective of the guy who was going to the hot dog restaurant. And the <laughs> next day, <laughs> it's a completely different restaurant. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so we're going to... I just... <laughs> Those don't translate. Like, I've never been in the mood for a hot dog and then been like, well, eh, maybe poke instead. He, he's right. It was a big change. So <laughs> We're going to talk about our experience, but before we do that, let's listen to some Yelp reviews. Yelp. Yelp. Glow K from St. Louis said, I have to say that my poke roll looked like a Pinterest fail. Is this a joke? Not sure if the girl needed more sushi rito training. It's definitely hard to roll all the things neatly together. Was this a joke poke? Oh, <laughs> she missed an opportunity there. Uh, so Chris E says that Lemon Shark was a great poke spot. Try the Maui Heat Wave, great assortment of flavors, which you know I love, and it packs a punch of heat. I did try that. It was good. We'll talk about that later. Nelly M from St. Louis. Do you think this is Nelly? Oh, it's definitely Nelly. All right. Uh, Nelly says, I have to start by saying that the two girls that helped us were the best. Super helpful and on point in their customer service skills. Oh, man. I was really hoping it was just a five-star review and all it said was, hot shit. (laughs) (laughs) Then we'd know it was Nelly. So uh, Jacqueline D. said that the rice was a little undercooked. Uh, She had to wait like 35 minutes in line, which is surprising. But what she said that stuck out to me was that the premiums being charged at Lemon Shark are free at a lot of other poke places. Yeah, I I heard that too. And I started looking at the menus of the other ones. Actually, I'm, I'm working on a spreadsheet that I'm going to share on our Instagram of all of the different ingredients that they have at each location, each different restaurant. Because when it comes down to it, a lot of these are very similar restaurants. So anyway, I'll, I'll share that. But I think that uh, some places charge for some things and some charge for others. I'm sure a bunch of people can't wait to read your Excel spreadsheet, Nick. <laughs> I put a lot of work into it, Travis. And I'd appreciate if you'd show me more respect. <laughs> uh did I read my second one? Uh, yes, you did. All right. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to talking about. <laughs> Let's get to talking about our experiences. All right. Uh, so this is a little bit different. So how do you want to handle this? Do you want to just talk about Lemon Shark in our experience? Do we want to say, here's my experience at Lemon Shark? Here's how it stacks up to other poke in the area? Let's start with Lemon Shark and uh, deviate where appropriate. Okay. All right. So I have been to Lemon Shark twice um, because a common theme occurred and I am very bad at ordering. Mm-hmm. Um, I initially ordered a crispy plate. I, I got the sticky pineapple chicken. So uh, it was just uh, chicken with sauce over a bed of rice with some pineapple in there. And I'll be honest, I got that because I was so intimidated by ordering. I got to the counter and I didn't know what to do. So I panicked and ordered a pre-made meal. 
That's a very interesting point. Cause I think that one thing that restaurants like this need is the customer service that was mentioned in that comment, because a lot of people are going into it, not knowing what they're ordering. And there's a lot of ingredients there and it's basically like a subway or Chipotle or whatever. And like, it's totally meant to be a fast service lunch place, but yeah. I, I would totally understand if that line gets backed up by people that get to the front and they're like, how do I do this? You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, and so black market each, which is another place that we've talked about. They have a very kind of defined menu. So they have a lot of options there. Um, You can build your own bowl or sushi burrito, but they have so many options that you don't feel like you need to. So that is a differentiator there. I think there's a, a scale here, a spectrum, where Black Market Eats focuses more on their signature food, their pre-made recipes, I guess. Um, Lemon Shark has some, uh, six maybe, and then uh, Pokey Doki, I don't know if they have any. Yeah, that uh, Pokey Doki was the one that it felt like, you know, we want, we really encourage you to order at the counter. Yeah. They had pot stickers and crab rangoon. Appetizers, side yeah. items. Yeah, but as far as your main dish, they were the one that it was like, you know, you're kind of thrown into the fire there. Like, this, yeah. uh, this is what you need to do. But I panicked. Um, I got the uh, sticky pineapple chicken, and I've got to say, it was not good. <laughs> it was uh, the chicken kind of tasted like it was microwaved in the back. And then put over a bed of rice. The breading was super thick. Uh, so it was just like a, a heavy, sticky mess. Um, but that's what made me want to go back. Because I felt like I was judging Lemon Shark off of something that is not its like staple. It's flagship. Yeah. So I didn't feel like that was fair. So that's why I went back. Yeah. You ordered nuggets off the kids' menu. And you thought, maybe I should actually get what they focus on as i was eating it i really felt like that's why they have it on there yeah it's like if you want to bring small kids and they're like but i don't i don't know what to do i don't i'm not eating raw fish like something like that this is a good option to like get kids and just be like okay this is like typical chinese but i mean it's not like great yeah typical chinese um so yeah a little a little let down by the first time so that's why i went back uh, and then on the second time around, I built my own bowl, which is what you should definitely do and what I should have done the first time. Uh, I got uh, the base of the uh, sushi rice and crispy wontons. Uh, I got some spicy tuna, some spicy shrimp. Uh, you can see a theme here. I got pineapple. Spicy some, pineapple. Yeah, spicy pineapple, some chilies, uh, spicy mayo. So... You know, I tried to go pretty spicy on this one. Uh, one thing that I did not get uh, was the Cheeto topping that they had at the very end. You could add. Uh, I saw that. And I thought you would order Cheetos that. Cheetos for crunch. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that because I've already ruined one experience here with oh. my poor choices. I'm not going to do it again. That's good restraint. Uh, and then I also got their uh, wonton chips, which have like a lemon. Uh, lemon pepper kind of seasoning on them. I got those mixed in with mine. Uh, the first time I went, I, I got, um, as a base, I got mixed greens and crispy wonton. I got the spicy tuna and salmon, green onions, watermelon radish, mango, chilies, masago, crispy garlic, and spicy ponzu. And I had to say the wontons were a little bit too salty for me. 
when I went back, I I got something different. Uh, otherwise, it was really good. The ingredients were very fresh. I liked the mixture of the mango and the spicy stuff, just like you had the pineapples with 10 different spicy ingredients. <laughs> Uh, they they actually put a lot of chilies in that first time, and it was a little bit too hot for me. And then I also I got a they have these canned vodka drinks, and I got a lemonade and lavender vodka, which I remember specifically that my total was uh, nineteen dollars and seventy nine cents uh, because that was the year I was born. And I my eyes popped out of my head, and then I remembered I was getting a liquor drink, and I think that cost about ten dollars. So yeah, I I would say that both times I went there, I you know you're looking at like ten twelve dollars for yeah an entree and stuff. So you you mentioned that the uh, wontons were a little uh, or something you had was a little salty, a mm-hmm. little uh, the wonton chips were a little salty yeah. too. Um, that that lemon the lemon flavor was nice. It was different. Like, I hadn't had something like that, but it was a little greasy, a little salty, too. Yeah. Well, I've also had the black market has uh, a a nacho, sushi nacho thing that's put on a bed of these wontons. And I had the same experience there where it was just way too salty for me. I just, you know, I'm looking for something crunchy and to have kind of a plain texture to it. To I don't like flavor, Travis. All right. <laughs> That's your thing. This is why I had to say it. Not everyone likes flavor. <clears throat> no, so uh, they will also do anything as a sushi burrito or a wrap or however yeah. you want to call it. So uh, I went bowl here. I went bowl at Poke Doke. Um, but every time I've gone to Black Market Eats, I've gotten the sushi burrito wrap style. Yeah, and that's wrapped in rice paper, not like a flour tortilla like a burrito. Yeah, or seaweed. That's or the seaweed. Other one. That's yeah. right. Sorry. Uh, rice paper would probably just fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I went later and I got the Maui Heat Wave, which we mentioned earlier, which was one of their pre-made things. Not pre-made, but... How was that? So everybody on Yelp, uh, they have four and a half stars on Yelp. So a lot of people rave about it. And the one item that I keep seeing come up is the Maui Heat Waves. I thought it was great. It wasn't as hot as I was expecting it to be, especially considering... The first time it was super hot for me. That has uh, spicy tuna and spicy salmon, cucumber salad, serrano chili, avocado, green onion, carrots, ginger, crispy garlic, spicy mayo, and spicy ponzu. So I think a lot of what you got was in here too. Mm. But yeah, it's got that avocado in there to help cool it out. And I, I think I... Oh, that's right. I got the forbidden rice as the base. They have something called black rice there, which... I don't think is available at any of the other locations, restaurants. I'm surprised when you ordered the forbidden rice, they didn't escort you out immediately. (laughs) Sir, it's very clear on the menu that rice is forbidden. Yes. (laughs) And I also did not get hot Cheetos on mine. (laughs) Well, okay. That's actually really good to know because if you are intimidated by the ordering process, they do have pre-made bowls uh, or, you know, their suggested bowls or, uh, you know, however you want to refer to that. So it's good to know that those are a solid option to go to, but do not go with uh, one of the hot dishes. That's that's just not their wheelhouse at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not to belabor the point, but the first time I went in there, I had looked at the menu already and still felt a little bit of that trepidation and like took a moment to try to figure out what I was going to get and then gave up and dove right in. And just the gentleman helping me was totally used to dealing with people who didn't know what they were doing. And he walked me through everything and I took my time and 
uh, went right during lunch and I wasn't busy. So that being in Clayton is, um, it seems like it's going to be a really popular lunch spot. You do have that problem with if you're bringing your coworkers, not everybody might be on board for the raw fish thing. And it's also a place that I think would be really hard to like take people's orders and go get it and bring it back just because of the nature of the restaurant. Yeah. You can probably call in, but uh, but that's still a lot of items to list if you're yeah. not going with their ready-made things. Like, you you just don't have time for Mark and accounting to go through every single option and, you know, read it back to him yeah. and then change his mind 12 times. And... Well, he could just give them a spreadsheet of his favorite ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to our reviews. All right. What did you think? All right. So, Lemon Shark specifically. This, this is probably one of the times I've been the most torn about what I'm going to give to a place we've been. Um, when I went the first time, it was so bad. I ordered pineapple chicken and like, that should be something that I absolutely love. And the fact that I was so let down, let down enough that I was like, I I need to give this place a second chance, like because of what I ordered being so not, not only bad, but like not what they were trying to do. Like mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're not trying to do hot chicken over rice. Like that is not what their forte is at all. The second time I went, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, we went to Poke Doke today, and I was looking forward to getting Poke because I feel comfortable with the process now. I know how to order. I know what I like. I know some things I don't. Um, I also have to put into my review that this is in Clayton, and the concept itself is so great for Clayton. It is a quick spot for lunch, which they need all of those they can get because they're, you know, our... 10 million people working in Clayton now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is a quick way to go grab something that's not super heavy that, you know, is very quick as long as, you know, you don't get in a long line of people that don't know what they're ordering. So it's a really great addition to the neighborhood. All that being said, I think I'm going to give, I think I'm going to give lemon shark three stars. I'm kind of landing right in the middle. I liked it. It was my introduction to poke, but I've had Black Market Eats, which I like a lot better. Uh, I I really enjoy their sushi burrito concept. Uh, I I like getting poke that way. I like how they make it easy for you to order something. They give you a lot of suggestions. It is not intimidating or a new process to learn at all. Poke Doke, I thought, was really good, too. I like that it, it felt like you could order whatever you wanted at kind of at no extra charge there and just kind of build a bowl the exact way you wanted it. But Lemon Shark is going to be a great option for Clayton. I think, I think you know, definitely try it, especially if you're in the area. If you're not in the area, there's a lot of poke places popping up. So I would just say definitely try one of them. Yeah. I thought it was great. We didn't talk a lot about the, the inside of the restaurant. Um, it's a, a nice-looking place. It's kind of minimal on the branding and just not a lot on the walls and stuff. I thought the ingredients were fresh. You know, when comparing to the other restaurants, I think because there isn't a whole lot of seasoning going on, because you're dealing with uh, raw food, I I read a lot of reviews on Yelp saying the flavor wasn't there, and that can go to two things, basically, and that's how fresh the food is, or whether the reviewer just doesn't know how to put together a meal, you know, (laughs) Uh, because they have a, a variety of sauces and seasoning that you can add to it, but... 
I, you know, I think a part of that too is like just because of the concept and what it is. Like, you do not have the ability to marinate flavors together. Like, you are mixing them on the spot. Mm-hmm. So it's not like if you wanted a you know um, a spicy shrimp bowl. Like the shrimp is the shrimp, and then you can put sauces on it. But as far as like that shrimp really absorbing that flavor, doesn't have time to do that because they built it right there. Yeah, and then there are two ways to eat it, where you can like pick at different parts of it because usually they're just kind of put together in chunks, or you can just mix it all up yourself. But you know, when comparing this to the other restaurants, I didn't find. I thought they were all good fresh ingredients, and it's hard for me to give a rating of one over another. Um, I'm I was kind of in between 3 and 4 myself for Lemon Shark and I'm going to go with the 3 because it's not locally owned and I'm not an objective person. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing objective about reviews. So I'm going with locally owned over Lemon Shark and I'm giving the other two that we've been at fours. Um I think they're all really good. I'm giving the Poke Explosion a 5. I think it's fantastic. One thing that we didn't talk about, I love tuna. And I think I got tuna in every meal that I've had at all of these places. There's something to be said about overfishing tuna and the ethicality of that. Yeah, I was wondering that too, because I've I've already been hearing that there's problems with overfishing and tuna. And then you have, you know... Me eating all this tuna. Well, I was going <laughs> to say the increased prevalence of these kinds of places yeah. and, you know, bringing fr- fresh tuna into a fast, casual environment. Like how does that affect this? Yeah. Maybe we can get Francie to give us some facts about tuna fishing and uh, what it's doing to the world. Yeah. Francie fact check. Mm, yummy, yummy tuna fish. Who doesn't love it? Apparently too many people do, which is why the World Wildlife Fund the UN Food and Agriculture Organization, and the International Seafood Sustainability Foundation have all expressed grave concern. Pacific bluefin tuna in particular are heavily overfished. Scientific reports state that bluefin stocks are down by 97%. Plus, the Atlantic big eye and the Indian Ocean yellowfin tuna have also become overfished, and skipjack tuna could easily slip into a vulnerable state due to overfishing. We should all stop eating so much delicious tuna right away. You go first. Thank you, Francie. That was brilliant and informative as always. Mm-hmm. What are you giving the other two? So I'm going to give um, Black Market Eats, I'm going to give that a five. Uh, I just, I love the concept of the sushi burrito. When you look at price, when you look at um, the options they like lay out in front of you, it's also super fresh. Like they also do a lot of like pop-ups and little stuff like that, which I, I just like them kind of really being a part of the community and working with other restaurants in the area to like do some special stuff. So that puts them at a five to me. Um, Poke Doke, um, I'm going to put that one as a three, uh, right, right along with Lemon Shark uh, for different reasons though. Poke Doke, customer service and Poke is really important because you need someone there to like help you with the experience. And then you also need, you know, someone to help balance that bowl for you um, of how much of what to put into it. Um, So you kind of need people that care about every order. And uh, that, that can be challenging though, because when you're ordering one thing at a time, 
they don't know how many things you're going to put into it. That's true. So it's like if you're building a pizza and you get six toppings, they go down on the toppings for each of them so it'll cook evenly. And same thing with what you're talking about with the proportions of flavors. They probably just have a standard that they go to. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was trying to find a nice way to say that they got two or three of the ingredients I asked for wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, while I totally agree with you, uh, there does need to be that attention to detail. Like, you know, when you're asking them to throw some things together, you know, throw together what I ask for. So I would say like thing that we've talked about this whole time, the customer service is essential here. Aside from that, for me, it's just location, whichever one I'm closest to, I'm probably going to go to. Yeah. And, um, you know, full disclosure, I'm closest to black market eats. So, um, yeah. I do love the Poke Explosion, though. Five stars for the Poke Explosion. I love having this as a uh, quick, not-too-heavy option for lunch. For a long time, it felt like the only options for a quick lunch were fast food or sandwiches. And so, you know, kind of adding this to the mix, I, I really appreciate that, and I hope we see a few more of these pop up around the area. All right, I think that just about wraps it up or bowls it up. I hate myself. Oh, I was going to say, should we put a pin in poke? Yeah, let's put a pin in poke. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can follow us on Instagram. Uh, please rate and review our podcast on Apple or whatever your podcast app is. And you can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, just because Nick does the Instagram and I do the Twitter, we also have a Twitter. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Hashtag I like good food. <laughs> Hashtag flavor. All right, we'll be back in two weeks. We've got a few different options on the table. We've got Alta Calle, Mayo Ketchup, and Utah Station. On the table. I see what you did there. Uh (laughs) Uh, So come back soon. And tell Mitch I said hi. Hi.